So Minky and I watched Halloween Ends, which is, uh, you know, not the best Halloween movie, but it certainly is the most recent. So we want to talk about it. Minky, you got anything you want to say? She's a little shy right now. So anyway, um, Halloween, there's been a, been a fucking lot of them, right? So I'm 40, which means I wasn't alive when the first one came out. So I probably saw bits and pieces of it on TV, but I didn't really watch it in earnest until I really got into horror movies when I was about 13, 14 and started running them systematically like every horror movie there was really um, from our local video store. So I watched uh, Halloween, Halloween 2, uh, the same night. They were great. I was really excited to get Halloween 3. First time I watched it, I hated it because I thought it was going to be, you know, a continuation of the Michael Myers story. Um, but now it's actually one of my favorite Halloween movies. Some big uh, four more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Uh, Silver Shamrock fan. Um, and I guess Michael Myers is on a TV in the background of it. So I don't know. It counts. So was initially disappointed by that one like it now uh four five and six are you know kind of fucking trash and then i sort of forget what happened the next ones were coming out i was seeing them in theaters i saw h2o man i saw that one where michael myers is defeated by uh ninja kick from busta rhymes so you know that was a movie i guess um and then rob zombie did them uh big rob zombie fan really liked the first one uh, I, I wasn't sure about the whole backstory with the fucking French kid and uh, and whatnot, but I was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't really need a backstory for Michael Myers like this, but I got one. It's it's, it's pretty good. There, there's like a lot of good about that first Rob Zombie movie. Uh, second one is like, man, I'm not a fan. It's like hot garbage. Uh, that whole white horse bullshit stuff, like... You know, I, I, I was like, this this can just go away. So I've only watched that one maybe twice. Um, yeah, and then they made these, right? Uh, so the first one of these ones uh, came out, and I, was, I didn't really look at the backstory, so I wasn't sure where it fit in. So it took a while to realize, like, it's a direct sequel to the first Halloween uh, that negates Halloween 2. So Lori is not really the uh, sister of Michael Myers and stuff. It was okay, except there's like some just like really shitty writing in it that has always bothered me. Like they they're like, oh, you know, cell phone eras. We got to like fucking get rid of her cell phones so that you know, she can't just call the cops or somebody like Lori later. So uh, the the boyfriend guy like throws Allison's phone into like a thing of pudding, and the phone's like in the pudding and it's still like ringing, and she's like oh my God, my phone is ruined forever and I will not get it. And it's like, you can just fucking pick it up, like lick some pudding off, you know, wipe it with a cloth. Like iPhones are pretty fucking spectacular. I've dropped mine in a pool before and fished it out, shook it off and it was fucking fine. Uh, pudding is not going to make a teenager like be like, oh yeah, fuck my phone. Uh, so I thought that was really stupid and it just has colored my whole, uh, you know, concept of Allison throughout these whole, all these movies now as the dumb pudding phone girl. So I kind of don't like her as a character. Uh, so it's made like these next two sort of hard to watch. So Halloween um, ends or no uh, kills the one before this one. This is Halloween ends. Uh, yeah. Halloween kills was, was oh, all right. I like to like, Oh, I'm going to fight some firemen. And then uh, we're going to weirdly shoehorn in this like woke commentary on like, 
mob mentality and stuff when they're like in the hospital and they get the mob together and they like kill that other well they don't kill him he jumps out the window you know maybe you've seen it i'm sure if you're listening to this um so that whole thing was was a little bit weird but it, it was all right it was still a pretty good movie i enjoyed it i, I liked that um the one uh, the daughter uh karen i think her name is wears a christmas sweater throughout the whole thing and then like the last shot is like michael myers kills uh christmas sweater girl and it's like okay so so that happened that was pretty good um i like how it gets up and like kills the rest of the mob so there's some good stuff that i really like in in that one although that just middle section where they're like yeah let's try to make this movie say something i don't need my fucking halloween movie to say anything just show me michael myers run around killing people and then like kill him at the end of it and you can do that every year and i will watch it every year and i'll be pretty happy so this one minky what do you think pretty similar you know they they shoehorn in some some bullshit but it mostly uh follows the the fucking formula i think they're trying to do some kind of commentary on wrongfully accused and nature versus nurture or something but they do it very poorly so it's kind of hard to follow um, we'll do a, do a full review, but you know it's it's one of those things you have to look at it as if this is your run of the mill slasher horror movie not related to a franchise. It's probably like a seven out of ten. It's not great. It's not terrible. There's some like kind of creative stuff they do. The effect the effects are all right. It's well shot. Um, you know, it's decently acted. It is a pretty solid movie. I could watch this and enjoy it. But the problem is, is it's a fucking franchise movie. It's a Halloween movie. It's a Michael Myers movie, except it's not. So that makes it like a maybe a four and a half out of ten, because uh, you really kind of want the continuation of the last movie, which is this like, oh, Michael Myers, Laura Strode, they're gonna duke it out, and you get that, but rushed for like ten minutes at the very end. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna we're gonna break down the whole thing. Uh, Minky is taking a nap on my foot. <laughs> Uh, she did stay all the way through this movie and she was pretty chill through it. She didn't freak out about anything. There weren't a lot of dogs barking or whatever. Um, held her interest. She ma mainly enjoyed this movie with a good thumb. So I think, I think you could too. So we start in 2019. So that's the year after the first one. So Michael Myers beaten down by the mob. The mob disperses. There's a few little mob lanes left. He gets back up. It's like, rah, I kill you all. Kills them. Uh, goes to Christmas Sweater's house, kills her, disappears. So this is the next year. So keep in mind the, the coloring of this universe in Haydenfield right now is Michael Myers, notorious killer, disappeared on the loose, right? So that should color the perception of this next scene. So we are, we're introduced to uh, Corey Cunningham, who I will maybe refer to as Cece uh, from times. And he's, uh, he's going to babysit this little douchebag uh, named Jeremy. And uh, the mom kind of pulls him aside. It's like, hey, Jeremy's being a right little cunt recently because he's afraid of Michael Myers. So he like wets the bed and stuff, um, which has no bearing on anything that happens. But they tell us that. So I, th I think they're trying to like set us up to not like Jeremy. So Corey and Jeremy, they're like playing paper airplanes and watching a monster movie. Uh, I did not recognize which one it is, but some old movie. Right. And uh Corey is going to be like, oh, yeah, we got to like go to bed soon. And like Jeremy's like, you know what? You're an ugly motherfucker. And then he like says a bunch of bullshit. And like Corey like goes to rage eat a piece of cake. 
in the other room. So when he goes to do that, like he hears a noise and he comes back and this lamp has been knocked over and he's like, oh my God, where's uh, the kid? Cause the kid's missing. And then he walks into the next next room and he notices the front door is open and he walks into the kitchen and he notices the knife that he's going to eat the cake with is gone. And I think at this point also he hears the kid upstairs go like, help me or some shit like that. Now, again, Michael fucking Myers, notorious killer at large, right? From last year. This is the time, Corey, that you just call the police and say, hey, Jeremy, you're fucking on your own. I'm going outside. Uh, you, you know, you're either going to be dead or not, but I ain't going to die with this bullshit. Call the cops. That, that's what you do, right? Because in this universe is established, Michael Myers is at large. Um, but that's not what he does. And instead, he like uh, goes and like shuts the front door and fucking runs upstairs and is looking for the kid. And the kid's like making some noises. Uh, he finds the knife on the staircase. So he like picks that up. So he's running around with a knife and he, he sees the door to the attic is open. So he runs in that fucking door and then the kid slams the door and locks it behind him it's like ah the boogeyman's gonna get you michael myers kills babysitters not babies um which is true i guess so again uh we got to establish like you know now he knows that michael myers is not gonna get him and this kid is a douchebag and he should be looking at his phone and going like oh you know what it's like two minutes till your parents are going about picky about to be home and he should say something like jeremy not cool dude your parents are going to be home in like three minutes and you're going to get in fucking trouble so you should let me out but he doesn't do that instead holding the knife he starts kicking the door and screaming i'm gonna kill you you little fuck uh just then the parents come through the door to the house the front door he kicks open the door the door hits the kid in the face and the kid falls uh over the railing three stories to his death uh pretty pretty cool effect honestly like uh, i think they threw like a fucking cpr <laughs> dummy off uh, off the balcony there because uh, there's pretty good thud it looked uh you know stiff but 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 decently good um and that's kind of kind of the setup for this as he accidentally kills kills this kid right uh now when you're when you're thinking about it you're like well you know, is, is it his fault? Is it not his fault? Well, he went kind of rage monster really quickly instead of just rationally being like, hey, quit being a, a dick. I don't know if, like, you've ever babysat a kid. Kids can be little fuckholes, right? Um, you can't just punch them in the face or kick down doors every time they're they're being a dick, right? So, I don't know. It seems like Corey has babysat before. He should, he should fucking know this. So, anyway... Uh, we get a credit sequence, which is like you get like the Halloween pumpkin that keeps like inceptioning out another pumpkin while we see credits. And then we get this uh, montage thing. So uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laura Strode, she's like writing a book or something now. And she's like, oh, here's what happened. Like, you know, it's four years later or three years after, you know, since the last year or whatever. And everyone's on edge because Michael Myers lose. Now, every time you see like a killing, people think Michael Myers do it. And uh, you know, this is like intercut with, you know, the, this this Corey kid. You get the idea that he uh, was picked up and then got off for this, which, which makes sense. Like, I mean, you're not gonna get him on a murder charge for this, right? It's unintentional. Like when they go examine the shit, they're gonna 
see that he was locked in the thing, right? The door was locked, kicked open, it hit the head. It's a, it's an accident. But he should probably have been convicted of some kind of manslaughter, which uh, he'd probably still be in jail for three years later. But maybe they really tried to get him on a murder one, and you know they couldn't convict him of that, so he got off. I, I don't know. They never really address it. Um, but so he's out and about. Uh, Allison, that's pudding phone, right, is living with grandma now because her her mom is dead. Um, I don't have a real good handle on how old she is. Early 20s, I guess, is what, what I'm thinking. So she's living with grandma. She's working as uh, uh, some kind of like check-in. Uh, like they, they call her like, oh, we thought you were going to get the charge nurse position, but it doesn't seem like she went to school to be a nurse. So that doesn't make any sense. So she might be a, like a nursing assistant or CNA or something like that. So that's, that's what I'm guessing. Um, Corey, he's uh, he's working construction now. He's riding a bicycle and he's late all the time. And we kind of get some uh, some idea that he's uh, like kind of like seen as some pariah by the townsfolk. They fucking hate him, which, you know, he got off for killing a kid. So, uh, so whatever. Um, let's see. So... He uh, is at the salvage yard. That's where he works with his father, stepfather. I don't know. Some guy that's related to him who gives him a motorcycle and he's really excited about that. So he takes that over to the convenience store and he's like looking at a, at a, like a, a drink, an iced tea for like two seconds. And the guy's like, Hey, are you going to buy something? And I guess that's to show us that everyone in the town hates him. But they didn't establish that super well at this point. So I was just like, man, that guy's a dick. So then he goes outside and there's like these kids uh, that try to get him to buy beer. And then they like recognize that he is uh, the, the kid that murdered the kid. So like he's like, Argh! and they like bully him and like push him down. And he like rage crushes his iced tea and it like cuts his hand really bad. And then Lori Strode pulls up and is like, Hey, get the fuck away from him. And they're like, Oh, look, a freak show and a psychopath. <laughs> and then they, uh, they go away. And so like Lori and Corey, which I just realized rhymes. Um, they have like a meat cute and like, she pulls out a knife and she's like, Hey, do you want to slash their tires? Do you want me to, <laughs> but then he slashes the tires. So uh, she takes him to Allison's work so he can get his hand stitched up. But earlier, uh, uh, Allison was saying that she wasn't going to go to this Halloween party, which seems really weird because, again, she's, like, early 20s. Like, I don't know. This, like, costume party thing, unless she was going with a boyfriend because her character's weak and needs to be defined by a male, I guess. So Lori basically is trying to, like, introduce Corey to her to like, you know, be like, hey, you want to fuck this guy? Yeah. Uh, so she's sort of into Corey. And Corey is really awkward and weird. And uh, like runs home to go have dinner with his overattentive mother or whatever. But they text a little bit and they decide like they should go to this Halloween party. Um, but Corey's like, oh, I don't have like... Uh, a costume and she's like oh don't worry i got you and he like shows up and she had made him like the world's like dopiest looking scarecrow mask that is like too small for his face so he has this dumb scarecrow mask and they go and again like 
early 20s. So they go to this costume party, but it just seems like they're at a bar that's having some kind of Halloween special drink night because it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They, they dance around. He's like getting into it. They like do some photo booth photos. And then he goes to sit down at the bar and he takes off his dumb mask and he just happens to be sitting right next to Jeremy's mom. And Jeremy's mom is like, hey, you're a piece of shit because you killed my kid, which fair. You know, I, I, I just, I don't, they're like at this point sort of setting Corey up to be like our, our protagonist or something. But I don't know. We only saw him just get really ragey and kick down a door, which led to killing a kid and get bullied by some, like the worst bullies ever. Like Corey looks, looks weak and dumb. I'm just going to throw that out there now. Cause I think it's important to the character. Hey, that's my other dog, Drax, not Minky. Minky I, uh, does not like Corey. Apparently, Drax is sticking up for him. Um, but the bullies that bully him are, like, so weak, even weaker and dumb. There's a kid with a drumstick that, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. So they, they, they pick some dumb people in this movie, which often they do in horror movies because you're like, hey, these people look like something that I found underneath, like, uh, you know, or I pulled out of a, off of a Q-tip, like uh, I'm not going to be too upset when I get killed later. So, you know, I think that's what they're setting up. But, but again, Corey, not super likable. Um, so they, he runs away from this uh, Halloween bar party after, you know, seeing the mom and he runs into the high school kids again. And they're like, uh, you know, we hate you because you slashed our tire, which again, fair. Right, and they get into a little pushing match, and then Corey pulls out a knife, and drumstick hit kid hits him in the hand with it, and he drops the knife. So, again, like he kind of sucks. Um, and then they push him off the bridge. Now, I think it would have been really better if they would have done like a Tucker and Dale versus Evil thing. He like pushed one of the kids off the bridge, and that kid died, and then the other one's, like, backed up and got hit by a semi, so Corey just keeps accidentally killing people throughout the movie. I, I guess that's a different kind of movie. But anyway, so he's thrown off a bridge. He's kind of, like, knocked out, and then, uh, you know, we don't see it. We can't tell who it is, but it's obviously Michael Myers drags him into, like, a sewage drain. So uh, he wakes up in the, in the fucking sewer, like you do, and he's like, ooh, where am I? I'm in a sewer. And he's like trying to get out and then Michael Myers like reaches through and grabs him by the throat and like starts choking him to death. And then uh, they lock eyes, I guess you could say romantically. And we see this shared flashback thing of like Corey killing that kid and Michael killing Judith. And uh, Michael lets him go. And you definitely get this feel like, I don't know, the essence of fucking Michael Myers has been passed into him. Like that's definitely what they're what they're doing. Um, and I think it's because you're supposed to think like Michael is like, Oh, he's just like me, but I don't get it. Cause Michael like killed fucking Judith and then came back and killed a bunch of people, uh, intentionally cause he's evil. Right. Uh, Corey accidentally killed a kid while kicking a door. And then people told him he sucked. And I don't know how Michael is sympathizing with that. But apparently that's a thing. So he he takes pity on him or he just was like looking at him. He's like, you have the prettiest fucking eyes I have ever seen. I'm going to let you live. So 
he lets him lay, live, right? And like Corey like stumbles out of the fucking sewer thing, and then there's this homeless dude that like picked up the knife that the drumstick kid had knocked out of his hand earlier, and he's with him. He's like, hey, "I'm the real Michael Myers. Why would Michael Myers pull you into a hole and not kill you? I'm gonna kill you now." So Corey like wrestles with him and ends up stabbing him to death. So, you know, accidental killing of a homeless man. I'm not, or intentional, I'm not 100% sure. It's a little little blurred there. Uh, you you kind of get the impression he stabs him a little bit more than he really needed to. But uh, I don't know. I guess you're allowed to stab a homeless person more than once uh, in some states. So anyway, uh, now we get back into the Corey and Allison courtship thing. So they like go on a date. And it's weird because like uh, he uh, he takes, he like tells her like, Allison, I killed someone. And he did. He just killed this homeless guy. And that was really weird. And then he like takes her to the house where he killed the kid to be like, yeah, this is where I, I killed him. And this blood stain on the floor is where he died. And somehow that that gets her all interested in him. Um, earlier, uh, there was this scene where Allison was like pulled over by uh, this uh, you know deputy pork chop guy that she apparently used to date and he's like oh you should get your muffler fixed and that was like kind of the whole thing it's like he worked at the junk shop and i was like oh i know how to fix your muffler so anyway that was a scene in this movie too so anyway just setting up that we know who this police officer is it's her ex so he comes up and he's like talking to her and he's kind of being a dick all of it and like Corey like gets all ragey and like stands up and gets in his face and i think you're supposed to this is that transference of the essence of Michael Myers empowers young Corey to stand up for himself. Um, and he gets up in his face and he, I think what they were going for is that he does that like quarter head nod thing, right? Like he's like, I'm going to give you the Michael Myers patented silent stare down, but he fucks it up really bad. So he just looks stupid, but the cop backs down anyway. And then Corey leaves and the cop follows him. And I, I'm unsure if he was just going back to the Michael Myers sewer hole um, because he wanted to tell Michael Myers about his date, like they're going to sit down and he's going to be like, Oh my God, Michael, I met the best girl. <gasps> I think you killed her mom. Um, I don't know. But anyway, so he's going back there and the cop is following him, but it could have been that he was luring him there. Cause when he gets in there, he like goes into the hole and the cop follows them. And he basically like, uh, like, hits him and like this finds Michael Myers knife and it's like Michael kill him show me how to kill I wanna I wanna be just like you or whatever so uh he like holds him sweetly between his legs and Michael Myers stabs him a bunch of times and Michael Myers like it's established canically in any version he's really superhuman strong like if he is stabbing a guy and that guy is on top of your junk that's not gonna feel good so yeah anyway so that was a scene um and it was a weird like just a weird like why would you hold him like that this is bizarre but they actually do it again later so it's like his preferred method of killing and stabbing people is to wrap their legs his legs around him from behind like a, in a like a bad rear naked choke position but anyway um let's see so that that happens right and then at some point allison like finds out that she was like passed over for promotion to the 
being the, the charge nurse or head nurse or whatever um, by Slutty Chick. I never caught her name, but Slutty Chick, who we are figuring is probably banging the doctor. Uh, and then in the next scene, we'll find out she's definitely banging the doctor. But I think she told Corey about this at some point. So now we have a scene where Corey brings Michael, like my pet fucking zombie, to go murder the doctor and slutty nurse. And <laughs> slutty nurse is like slutting around the house, uh, getting all ready to you know do the doctor. And then she comes in and uh, Corey is in his really ridiculous looking scarecrow mask with his legs wrapped around the doctor, stabbing him in the side of the neck. It's fucking silly. And then Michael fucking uh, kills Slutty Chick by hoisting her up by her neck against the wall and stabbing her and it like pins her to the wall. My wife and I actually had this whole discussion on whether or not that could, like, if the knife was would be strong enough to hold her up. And it's like, well, Michael's super strong. Like, if he hits a stud, I think, you know, and she weighs, you know, I don't know, 115 pounds or something, probably, could probably hold her up. And then she's like, well, wouldn't the knife cut her up? through and uh, i think it all depends on where where it happens so you know if you, if you if you get it you've got like you know in between some ribs or whatnot let's lock up there i think it's possible so uh i don't don't try it at home or anything like of course disclaimer yeah minky minky does not advise you to do that but uh my disbelief was suspended as she was suspended so yeah so they they kill those people and it's um it's kind of silly, like that whole thing. There's a scene later that this scene, I think these two should be switched and it would have been better. Anyway, when I get to that scene, I'll, I'll tell you tell you about that. So anyway, so then like Corey calls uh, Allison. It's like, oh my God, I don't want to live in Haydenfield anymore because like the town hates me. And it's like, bro, you're fucking murdering people now. You're murdering cops and homeless people and fucking doctors like like you're kind of shit so anyway but he he's like oh you should come with me we should we should leave and uh somehow um oh uh before he called her on the phone maybe he did this in person i've only seen this movie once i'm sorry guys so like he showed up at her house i think to do this and it was like Lori looked out the window and he was like standing near a bush and then she looks back and he's not there anymore and he pops up behind her type thing like he like you kind of get the like ooh he's doing michael myers like stuff now and she went down and talked to him um because now we get this scene where she goes and like talks to his fucking mom or something and then she goes to a bartender and um she's convinced that there's evil in his eyes now and she meets the stepdad or not the stepdad the dad the germy dad the, you know, the douchebag kid from the beginning, like his dad, who's apparently saw him and was like, you know what, I'm going to pull up and I'm going to tell him I forgive you. And he like leaned down to look in and he just drove away because he said his eyes were all, all creepy looking. So, so now he's got them and scary Michael Myers eyes were, were to believe. And Lori knows this. So she's, you know, trying to tell, uh, uh, tell Allison like, Hey, I don't want you dating this guy because he got the old creepy eyes. And she's like, I don't want you to run away with creepy eye boy. And she actually shows up at Corey. Well, Corey like has a fight with his mom because he wants to be with Allison or whatever. And he goes and does and sleeps on that like 
uh, the place where he killed the kid. And then Lori shows up there because I think she's stalking him now. I don't know. And was is like, hey, I don't want you to date my daughter. And he's like, well, I'm going to date your daughter. And she's like, no. And he's like, well, a little tough. And she's like, I will kill you. And he's like, well, if I can't have Allison, then no one can. And we're like, okay. Um, creepy. And then uh, Laurie Strode exits through a fucking window, which is also weird. So, again, like, kind of weird scene. Like, I don't know what they're they're trying to do with this movie at this point. Like, you've noticed I haven't talked about Michael Myers a whole fucking ton because he's not in it. We're, like, really deep into this movie now. Um, if they wanted to go this route, like, they should have just continued to go this route all movie. Um, and maybe done another one of these, like now Corey Cunningham is the new face of Halloween, Halloween or something, but they're, they like backpedal it like super, super quick. So anyway, um, we get a title card now that's like October 31st. So we're, we're now Halloween night, right? Or Halloween day. Um, oh, the radio station. Fuck, when did that happen? Uh, so one more character got set up. They're like, Hey, we need a black guy in this movie so we can brutally murder him later. Like you do. Um, so Allison and Corey went like hung out on the roof of the radio station where he was like, you know, I used to come up here and cry and think about climbing that tower just to see if I could. And then they go down, uh, and they're going to leave. And the guy comes out. who's the, uh, the radio station DJ slash owner. I guess. And he's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing on my roof? And they're like, well, ch chillin'. And he's like, don't do that. It's my roof. And wait a minute. You're that kid that killed that kid. And he's like, don't make fun of me. And he's like, well, you suck as a human being. Get off my property. So they set that guy up uh, really briefly um, for no reason. He doesn't have any real bearing. They just wanted to brutally murder an African-American because that checks a box in the Halloween franchise. So anyway, so now... October 31st. So we start this adventure by uh, the fucking Corey goes back to the sewer and he has a push fight with Michael Myers. He like pushes him over. Um, and again, Michael Myers established superhuman strong. Corey established kind of a douchebag and really weak. He wins a physical pushing contest with Michael fucking Myers and takes his mask. It is on par with the Buster Rhymes ninja kick as being like the worst thing in the Halloween fra franchise. But seriously, the fact that there's a pushing fight is really fucking dumb. The fact that Michael Myers loses the pushing fight is even dumber. It'd be like that scene um, in uh, Friday the 13th, eight Jason takes Manhattan. That guy is like punching Jason like, like 10 times, right? And he gets all exhausted punching him and then, Jason punches him once and the dude's head flies off. It would be like if that dude punched Jason and Jason's head flew off. You'd be like, what the fuck is happening? And that dude was at least strong. Uh, Corey sucks. I'm serious. He got disarmed by a fucking drumstick by like this tiny toothpick kid with a bad mullet. Like he's not a hero. So anyway, but you know, he gets Michael's mask. So now he's fucking. Mini Myers, I guess, right? Is that right, Mickey? Mickey's still asleep on my foot. She thinks I'm doing a good job, though. These are all her thoughts. Uh, so I think Lori and Allison, like, get in a, a fight, uh, too. And Allison says she's going to leave with Corey. 
and Corey uh, had sent her some kind of text um, to like meet him at nine at his place or her place or someone's place and they're going to leave together because that gives him enough time, I guess, to go on his murder rampage that he's about to go on. And Lori kind of tells Allison like that she's probably going to kill him um, in so many words. So Allison's like pissed about, about that. So Corey goes and his first part of his murder rampage is he sees the, uh, the douchebag kit, the, the four kids that pushed him over the, uh, the bridge earlier in life. Right. So he sees them and he like grabs his motorcycle and is like, hey. oh no, he carves psycho into their hood and then revs his motorcycle and flees to the junkyard to get them to follow him. So they follow him and he locks them in the junkyard while they like look around, try to find him and find his bike and decide they're going to fuck with it. Now, this is the scene that I think would have been much better earlier if he took my pet, uh, my pet Myers to kill these four kids and they killed them together. Because uh, I think you could have done a lot more with it and it, it would have been a much better little fun buddy cop thing than the doctor and his wife who weren't very you know, established characters. Like if we were supposed to ever root for Corey and we're supposed to be rooting, 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 and then slowly realizing, oh wait, he's the bad guy. Like we would be more on board with him uh, killing these kids with Michael than killing the doctor and Slutners. So anyway, I think this would have better been a better place for him to go out on his own and do a Michael Myers style home invasion and kill doctor and Slutners. So I don't know. But he kills these kids. Uh, this is actually probably the coolest, like, death scene stuff that goes on. So he does this thing where he's, uh, you know, they, they chain up his bike and drumstick kid. They're like, okay, pull it away, Johnny. Well, Johnny, what's going on? They go over and they find that he's dead. And he has a jump, drumstick jab through his eye. And then this tow truck turns on and starts slowly getting at him. At him and two of the kids run and climb over the fence. And he drives right through the fence and like pins one kid under the, under the truck. And then he gets out with a wrench and he hits this other kid in the head. Meanwhile, the, the other kid like goes and it finds uh, uh, Corey's dad, stepdad. I don't know. The guy that runs the fucking salvage yard the game bike earlier uh, finds that guy. And that guy's like, Hey, you know what you need is a big gun. Here's a big gun. And they go out with guns. And then, uh, the dad uh, runs to like attend to the girl pinned under the fence and then you see Corey, and he looks up, and Corey's just has the Michael Myers mask off for some reason at this point. And again, like, Corey, what the fuck, dude? I'm questioning your commitment to this whole I'm the new Michael Myers thing. Michael Myers doesn't take off his mask. Like, once you win a shove match with Michael Myers to become the new Michael Myers, you're always Michael Myers. Always have the fucking mask off. I mean, your face is dumb to begin with, and I don't want to look at it, like, keep the mask on. So anyway, the dad, that gives him a moment to be like, Corey, my boy, what are you doing? And then the other kid is, like, raising the rifle to shoot him, and uh, stepdad stands up, so he gets shot in the head, and then when he falls, Corey's gone, and then he appears behind that kid and, like, stabs him and knocks him over and goes to work on his face with a blowtorch. Is that truck is there with blowtorch as part of the tow truck, I guess. Um, so that was kind of cool, and then he, like, Stomp explodes uh, the girl that was pinned under the fence's head, which stomp exploding heads is a Michael Myers thing. Uh, I think most recently in one of the Rob Zombie movies, probably the one I've only seen a couple times. So anyway, so yeah, that's the thing. So he does that. It's pretty, like I said, it's pretty good. 
Michael Myers Halloween scene, uh, minus the whole, why'd you take your fucking mask off? So then he also goes uh, to his house next, I think, his own home, because he killed his dad. So now he's like, well, I better go kill my mom. So he goes and kills his mom. He just stabs her. Um, pretty pretty uh, nondescript thing. I think I think it's death on a cutaway. Uh, but then he goes to that radio station. You know, the radio station that I forgot about earlier because it pays so little part in this movie. Kills the receptionist. He kills the receptionist in the background. So the DJ is like kind of dancing and bobbing his head to some music. And uh, he kills the uh, receptionist in the background of that. And then the DJ sees him. And then he takes this guy's head. Again, the one black character in the movie smashes his head against like the equipment like four or five times. Pulls his head back. His mouth's all busted out. His tongue is hanging out. Takes a pair of scissors. Cuts the dude's tongue off. The tongue falls on a turntable and goes around on the record and bumps the needle. So the music skips and that's what's playing on the radio for like the next couple of scenes. Um, so yeah, it's like the, every Michael Myers movie I think has a really brutal kill scene of some sort. So that's the brutal kill scene on the, the token black guy. So again, like for um, a movie and writers that have been trying to work in like social commentary, the last couple ones of these movies, uh, it just sounds really weird. It's like, are you trying to, is this the social commentary or what are you trying to do here? I don't know. It, it was just very weird. So then we go back to Lori's house and Lori is uh, trying to finish her memoir and she's fucking drinking and then she pulls out a gun and calls in a suicide at her house. Um, and the, uh, the 911 operators, bless them, they're like, okay, cool. No worries. Not like, hey, who committed suicide? Uh, are you about to commit suicide? Hey, you should stay on the line. Probably don't commit suicide. Um, also, uh, so in doing this, because this is a ploy uh, for her, and I get that it's a ploy, but if you're doing it as a ploy, you probably don't actually call the top cops. Like, if you're going to tip off the cops about Michael Myers being in the house, you probably should say something different because uh, you want them to come in hot and heavy with guns drawn so they don't get murdered to death like Michael Myers is known to do to the police. So anyway, so uh, she calls on the suicide thing and then she shoots a pumpkin just off screen and Michael Myers comes in and like she shoots him like twice. Of course, it's not Michael Myers. It's Corey Cunningham, right? And he like falls down, and uh, he she's like holding the gun over him, and it's like, ah, oh, I got you, Corey. You're a piece of shit. And Corey's like, you know what? I am a piece of shit, but I still have Allison. And she's like, oh, you don't have Allison. And he's like, oh, that's right. If I can't have Allison, then no one will. And he stabs himself in his own neck. Um. Okay, so that was weird. As Allison is coming in, so then he's dead on the floor, and Lori's got like a gun and a knife, and is standing over his corpse. And Allison's like, "God damn it, Grandma! You're always killing the men in my life." And she runs away. Um, but now Michael decided because uh, he didn't die from being pushed over by Corin Cunningham. I know that's what you were kind of led to believe, but he did an Undertaker setup right afterwards so he shows back up uh to get his mask so he gets his mask and Lori kind of runs in the other room and he's like uh oh yeah Corey is still somewhat alive uh because he didn't stab himself in his neck really well i guess so 
he breaks Corey's neck and then he goes after Lori and Lori and him have a fight. Now this is probably uh, 15 minutes left from the end of the movie. So now we are finally getting Michael Myers doing something 15 minutes from the end of the movie, the movie called Halloween, his franchise. So anyway, so Lori and him like fight and uh, he like tries to shove her hand in a garbage disposal, which is like, you're like, Oh, that, that's scary. Um, and they, they like fight a little bit. She stabs him uh, in the hand, I think, the hand or the shoulder or something, like pins him to this table, and then she gets another knife and like pins his other uh, hand to the table and like tips a refrigerator over on his leg so he can't, can't get off. And then she like slices his throat, but then he rips his hand out through the, uh, through the knife, so he's got all like weird split finger craziness going on and trying to choke her. Meanwhile, Allison was driving down the road and she saw that radio station on on fire and was like, oh my God, that must mean my grandmother is innocent because only evil Corey would burn down that radio station or something. So she turns back and she's able to like help her mom and they rip off Michael's mask and uh, they cut his wrists and shit. Um, And she like breaks his arm on the table and stuff and, uh, he's dead uh you know michael myers dead like he's been all sorts of burned and crushed and shot and stabbed before uh but he's dead ish on the on the table and then the police came and they're like hey we're reporting to this suicide and they're like, oh yeah no it wasn't suicide uh we just killed michael myers and then they're like they're like well what do we do with him and uh Lori's like i have an idea so they like strap him to the hood of their car uh not the hood i'm sorry the roof of the car and they drive through the streets of Haydenfield, and it starts like everyone sees it and it's like oh yeah there's crazy laurie strode with a body strapped to the roof of her car let's follow that so they start this huge like procession following her to that salvage yard um which should probably still be filled with the dead body of those kids from a couple hours ago, but those are strangely absent. So uh, I don't know, maybe Hayden Field just cleans that shit up really fast. They're like pretty good at it. But anyway, so they go there and they get one of those, like, I, I don't know what they're called, like car meat grinders. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you see those videos on YouTube, they're like, oh, will this shred? Yeah, it'll shred. Like anyway, they put Michael in one of those and turn him into Michael Myers sausage. And everyone's cheers. Oh, there's this part where like um, it's shot kind of weird where he's like on the shredder thing, but then like Lori's standing up on top of it, I guess to push him in because he's not right on the whole part. But the way it's shot, it, sat, it looked like she was going to shred herself too. So I thought they're going to like turn into sausage together for, for just a minute. Uh, but that's not what happened. Uh, she pushes him in. Um, and then like Allison and her are all good now. And then Allison like fucks off and leaves somewhere to go to, I don't know, put in school or some shit. And Lori finishes her book. And then that uh, police officer that was the like, uh, just don't be spitting in the wind. It might hit you from uh, that fugitive movie. I don't know. <laughs> He's, I don't know. He's an officer. He doesn't have a name. He's still alive. He was her kind of love interest a while back. They like rekindle. Uh, The movie ends on a shot of Michael Myers' mask, which is probably the dirtiest fucking thing in the world, right? Like just on chilling on their kitchen uh, table. So that is Halloween ends. Um, That is the ends of the ends right there. 
a movie that exists, a movie that's probably better as a horror movie than a Halloween movie. And I think why it fails as a Halloween movie is it just like, if you're going to take it in a new direction, kind of like the Buster Rhymes one was setting itself up to be a found footage movie. Cause it was like the found footage craze. And then they just abandoned that uh, halfway through the movie. Um, same, same kind of thing with this. Like if you're setting this transference of Michael Myers thing up, just fucking go all out with it. Like, just do that. Just, he's the new Myers, Myers him about, uh, you know, do, do whatever, just lean into it. Just don't set up some weird bullshit and then, you know, make it so it's not a Halloween movie anymore. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, kind of my thoughts of it. Uh, Mickey, you have anything else to add? No. Apparently not. Mink, Minky says we're doing a pretty good job. Uh, I guess uh, from here you wonder, is this really the end of the Halloween fr franchise, right? Like, is, is Halloween ends really the ends? And no, it's totally not. Like, this movie, I think it did something like $40 million or close to uh, this weekend. Like, it's, it's something that, like, if you put that Halloween uh, name tag on it, you're going to draw this very loyal horror audience. You'll draw me. I'll fucking watch it. It doesn't matter what it was. Um, you could you could put, like I said, one of these out every every year. Just say, yeah, Michael Myers fucking kills some people and then gets killed at the end. Like, I'll watch it. I'll watch it every year and I'll be pretty happy about it. Um, so they will totally make another one of these. I think this is more the end of Jamie Lee Curtis's involvement in it, which I'm fine with. Uh, so I think this was a, a send-off for her character. Um, again, because I feel like we've done this uh, a time or two. Um, but yeah, we'll, we probably won't see another one for at least five years, I guess, uh, but probably see another one in less than 10. So that's for my internet points in five to 10 years. We'll have another Halloween, the re-return of Michael Myers or something. And there's a lot of directions they can fucking go with it. Uh, if you want to continue this storyline, uh, you pan back to the house after the meat grinder thing and Corey Cunningham's body's not there. Now you have him as the new Michael Myers. That's a way that this movie can continue. Um, you could do the whole switcheroo thing. Like, the that guy wasn't really Michael Myers. Michael Myers is still on the loose. Uh, kind of dumb, but you could do that. You could do the, like, fucking Jason Lives, like, the meat grinder is hit by a fucking lightning bolt and his fucking corpse reassembles, you know? Whatever. You can just bring him back. You don't even have to fucking explain it. Um, the other thing that you could do is you could do, speaking of, like, Friday the 13th, like, a Roy thing. You could have, I mean, someone else just fucking don a Michael Myers mask and start doing copycat killings. It'd be really cool if they actually used the original Shatner mask and uh, did that at the end for that. That, that see... I would watch that. There you go. Um, and the other thing that you can do, which this franchise is like super duper known for, is just ignoring past canon and picking up at any point in the story where you want. Like you could just be like, yeah, fuck these movies. I'm going to make another direct sequel to the original Halloween that goes in a different storyline. Or I'm going to pick up after Halloween 4. Or I'm going to have that scene in Halloween 3 where where Michael Myers is on the TV in the gas station, he's going to jump out and there'll be a whole movie set in the silver shamrock verse. Um, or you can fucking have Michael Myers rise from the dead, to hunt down fucking Buster rhymes for ninja kicking him to death. You know, like there will, there will always be a Halloween. 
Therefore, there will always be Halloween movies. Minky, do you have anything to add? Do you? Minky's very shy on this, her first podcast. Maybe she'll she'll talk on the next one. Well, anyway, until Minky and I watch something else, uh, here's some Merkins. I'm knowing you'll fit.